<laughs> I forgot to mute that. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. All right, oh, that all was right, yours. all right. Fat Albert and Matthew McConaughey. At the same time? At the same time. Dang. I mean, we give you Fat so much in this podcast. Fat McConaughey. <laughs> That's what we're calling him. <laughs> oh, and, and speaking of McConaughey, he's he keeps himself in very good shape. This This is kind of part of our topic today about nutrition. We've been talking a lot just together about how nutrition can feel so complicated and really it doesn't need to be. It doesn't right? need to be. I mean, this all started, we were chit-chatting about um, the one of the last podcasts uh, you did with Ethan, one of our new team members. And uh, what Ethan said, very little tiny bit in the podcast was, you were talking about food and nutrition and reading labels. And Ethan says, well, the food I read uh, that I eat, I don't read any labels because they don't have labels, and that's the, that's as simple as it gets. It is, and this is the thing: for convenience' sake, there are certainly times when my food has labels. So I I will have that protein bar when I need it, and it's really more for me. It's there if I need it, mm-hmm. but it's not the staple and. As a general rule, I want to get in at least three meals a day that are whole foods, real foods. And then if I have a bar or if I have a shake or something on top of that, especially when I'm doing a lot of training, strength training, running, things like that, then I certainly will do that as well. But I don't want to go less than three whole meals a day. I usually try to make it even four Five, if you include some snacks and things that are still like an apple or a peach or something like that Mm -hmm. with some almonds, that would be a good snack for me. And those are whole foods. So, uh, again, you know, I think that we just want to talk about some of the the variables there. Um, Should we be looking at things like intermittent fasting? Does that really work? Why does it work? Because there's a lot of crazes out there. And we want to make sure that we're putting out good information, but also just letting you guys know it doesn't have to be that complicated. So that's the main topic for today. I think you guys can get a lot out of that. First, you know, I wanted to backtrack a little bit, though, and just talk about how we're all individuals here. And sometimes we we may have the same genetics. We come from the same family and we have siblings that have, uh, you know, similar traits to us and things like that. But ultimately, even within that, we're all still circles and we're not trying to match ourselves right on top of another circle and do things just like somebody else. I kind of think of it like sometimes is that there are things that you can take that we talk about today that will fit in your circle and it fits in my circle, but those circles don't necessarily line right up together. And so outside of that circle, like if you imagine the Olympic rings, right, there is some of that space within those circles. It's going to be the same, but there's definitely a lot of things that are going to be different in that circle for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you take a look at 
anybody's family and obviously like no two people are the same regardless of those genetics and then there are going to be um you know stressors the stressors that you put on your life if you are strength training or you are going out for runs or whatever that is i mean that is a different kind of stress than you know your twin brother who might just be sitting at a desk all day long and and so there's going to be some obviously overlap but not all of it yeah so I was going to, for example, I did just come from back east. I was back home for a little bit and visiting my family. Speaking I, of stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my family. Th this has always been a topic. I am kind of an outlier with, with my family. Now, we, we certainly have some people in the family that are on the healthier side but for the majority of my family they struggle with their weight same here and so that's kind of where you and I talk a lot about these things because we we try to give them the right information we know will help them because it's worked for us and we know that they can see it's worked for us but at the same time it's kind of like are you willing to hear this or would you rather just grab for that fat burner over there on the counter that I see you bought because that tells me that you're not ready. You're not ready to really listen to what I have to say if you think that fat burn over there is really going to change your life. Right, right, right. You know, and it's not just family members that are overweight. I mean, there are family members that are maybe the ideal weight that they should be, but but they're just not as healthy as they could be, aren't making those choices. And, you know, you talk about the fat burners, you talk about the supplements, all of that stuff. I think... You know, we get so caught up as individuals, oftentimes, not only in just the marketing, but how do you get out of these bad cycles? How do you break habits when not only are they, let's say, uh, uh, habits where that you formed in sort of this mechanical way, that this is just what you've always done, but also habits that are ingrained because of the foods that you're taking in. I mean, addiction to sugar is not a myth. And the way that sugar and chemicals and all these things play on our taste buds, well, uh, you know, whole foods don't taste as good when you're used to eating stuff out of a box. Right, right. And it, so for that's a great point. You brought up a few points that I, I think are worth visiting here. One, yeah, composition-wise, let's say that you have you're at the right body weight but you don't feel great and you don't have great energy and it's not something you can sustain you're on a diet and there's a big difference there because we know that diets don't work long term because you don't feel great yep. and it may be enough temporarily because you're like ah, i finally am at the weight i want to be at i like the way that i look but fit in those jeans right yep. but that's fleeting i mean eventually it's just not gonna be enough and we are talking to a lot of runners out there who also need to feed the machines so that they can get in those runs and keep getting those runs in and not break down and have the injury cycles and just the burnout and fatigue and sick getting sick because we don't have enough nutrients to support our system. So, yeah, I'm just going to talk about a few of the basics here that I think go a long way because, honestly, again, I— 
I have learned a lot about nutrition because of what I've chosen to do with my career, but I uh, do not consider myself an expert. I think, I think it's, again, something that we really have to be um, transparent about is that I get really annoyed if somebody gives absolute advice or advice about strength training when, when clearly they don't have the experience to give it, but they read some new article or something was up on social media and now they just, it's, you know, absolute, it's a hundred percent. And, uh, they're just talking out of their butt. Right. So I don't want to talk out of my butt here. Everything I say today, it's not as a doctor or an RD, but it is from experience. And I want everybody to take what we say, um, and use, apply what works for you, but don't take these as absolutes. For sure, 100%. Okay. So I think first, Chad, we can talk about the basics here. Um, Ethan had a really good point with that podcast when he had talked about not reading labels because the food he eats are just whole foods, and so there's no labels. But that being said, I think that first we have to look at just how we break things down. So there's no bad macros, right? And Matt, Matt, what's a macro? Yeah. So (laughs) if you have your carbs, you have your fats, you have your proteins, those are going to be your macronutrients. And right off the bat, I will uh, tell you that I believe in getting a balance of your macros. If any of those are vilified, then I don't think that program can last for you. I think that our bodies are meant to use all those macros and of course the micronutrients, we'll get into that in a little bit. The first thing that I really look at though is protein. And the reason why I say that is not because I believe in a high protein uh, program, okay? It's because I think oftentimes when we look at just being satisfied with what we're eating and being able to respond, recover, repair, it's easy to neglect the amount of protein that we need so we can rebuild, right? So of course, with protein, this is an important factor in supporting our strength and also obviously in supporting our overall system. So I'm not going to get into heavy detail there because again, I'm not the expert, but what I want to say about that is that, um, Aaron, my wife, perfect example. She's somebody who's really, she's always been fit. She was a professional dancer. She's been training for her Spartan race now, and I'm really proud of her. She's, um, put in a lot of good running this year. We built her up over time, but she's now getting out there, getting ready for a race that's going to be 13.1 miles and obstacles. And um, I asked her a few months back if she was tracking her protein, Mm -hmm. because it's not something she's really ever concerned with or done. And sure enough, she, her overall calories were actually kind of a bit low, not on purpose. And then her protein was actually a bit low. So she just started to make sure she was uh, getting in more protein, actually eating it first in her meal. And again, that's not to say that that's all you're eating. I want to be clear about that. But if she's eating it first and she had such a difference in her energy level, in her performance level, in her recovery level over the last few months that now she really knows how important it is that at least, especially when you're under new stress, like she's under doing something new to her body too. 
Um, and even though she had good muscle on her, this was about just paying attention. Mm -hmm. So that's a case where that intuitive eating that she was doing that worked really well, it served its purpose when she was doing the things her body was used to. But when yeah. she had new stresses and new things coming into her program, then I think that's when it's time and it's worth it to track your macros for at least a few days or a week or so and say, okay, this is what I'm actually putting into my body. Mm -hmm. This is the percentages. And is this working? And with her, it wasn't a huge increase, but uh, overall, she's taken in a couple, two to 300 more calories a day than she was before. And she's taking in about 10% more protein than she was before. Not that she was consciously trying to neglect those things, but she just wasn't, wasn't paying even attention. Aware. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And the crazy part, by the way, is um, she's gotten leaner. Yeah. She's gotten leaner. And that's, that's the, there's, there's that, I almost refer to this period in her program about her body refeeding and getting in that surplus of calories, which again, I tell people that all the time is sometimes you'd be surprised. You start getting in more calories to support what you're doing. You actually get leaner doing it. Sure. Right. So we're talking to a bunch of runners here. How many times have we, have we seen at races that people training for something like a marathon and they're saying, okay, I'm doing a lot of fat burning, just training for my marathon, right? But they're still overweight when they head to that start line. And when I say overweight, I mean for them, for what's really relative for them and their body. Not, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about if you look perfect in your bikini or your running shorts or anything like that. I'm just talking about where you feel the best and you can perform the best for you. Yep. You know, and so again, if it's important for you to see your abs and stuff, that's, you know, absolutely that can be part of your goals. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I'm talking about mm -hmm. here, right? Mm -hmm. I, first and foremost, I'm saying, Let's look at the athletics and let's look at your how you feel, your overall energy system, and then the aesthetics follow. They tend to follow, but I'm never I'm never focused on that. It just comes. And I believe that some people will do better at a higher body fat than others, depending on who they are, and that's the circle that they are. So if I get below 10% body fat in the single digits, I feel really good up until about, I would say, at the leanest around 6% or so. And that's, that's about as lean as it gets, but that's more of what fits in my circle. Whereas I've had other athletes I've worked with, they definitely perform better at a higher percentage of body fat. And then, of course, with women especially, they have an even higher percentage of body fat than men. So a lot of times you aren't looking at a female athlete trying to get anywhere near the single figures on, on body fat, right? Yeah. So. That's, that's kind of my point to, uh, to, to getting in the protein and fitting that into your pro into your program. And I call it a program because it, it just, it should be a plan maybe is what I should really say. Right. But not a diet. Yeah. And then the next thing that I really look at is making sure that you're getting in really good fiber. So fiber is more filling and sure, again, that can increase satiety, but also you are looking at the ability to shuttle in the better micronutrients when we talk about the vitamins and minerals that your body needs 
along with being able to almost kind of slow things down a little bit in that absorption process. And my mother, she really simplified it, but she always say to me when I was a kid to get me to eat my broccoli and stuff and my vegetables and my salad and stuff is think about that as brushing out your system when you swallow that food and it goes through your digestive tract it's brushing everything out so everything gets absorbed better Mm -hmm. and i know that's really simplified but it was always a good visual for me and got me to want to eat my greens at least for that reason and then i would say then you're looking from there at more of your starches right and so with when i say starches Um, A staple of mine has always been something like sweet potato or something like that. But again, it's not that sometimes I will eat a lot more starches because I've already eaten the other things on my plate and I will definitely eat until I'm satisfied. I'm never going to feel hungry. I don't, I don't think that works. So sometimes that means that I'm going to eat a whole sweet potato or sometimes it means a half a sweet potato. Right. Mm -hmm. So and that is what I believe a lot of times is missing because we're trying to cut out too much too soon. Mm -hmm. I mentioned before when Aaron increased her calories, it was by two to three hundred calories a day. The same would be true for decreasing calories in small amounts and in small steps. So it's more incremental and you're not you're not shocking your system, if you will. And then I would say from there, you're looking more at a plan now for yourself, especially if you have tracked it um, and, and done maybe a little bit of tracking long enough to see, okay, now this is what I was doing. I'm kind of shocked to see that I was actually taking in a lot more fillers. Maybe I was eating um, a lot of, let's say, chips or stuff like that. Like I, I talk about yeah. that potato chips say, or man, whatever. That's- I think that really is the most important thing for most people right off the bat. Because we don't really know. We think we know. We have feelings about, hey, I'm pretty sure that I pre- ate pretty good today. But you never really know unless you document, right? I, I just really think that anybody starting anywhere or doing anything, just taking that moment. And it could be about nutrition. It could be about running. It could be about strength training. It could be about literally just about anything. If you're really interested in progressing or changing, you have to know where you're starting from. So you got to make that documentation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we, as we evolve and as we change and as we age, all those factors coming in and new goals and mm-hmm. new stresses on our body. I was telling you that I just started my plan for my ultra race that I'm planning to do in 2022 in February. So I just started that training for that race and I've got a different stress on my body now and I've got a different program to follow and I have to pay particular attention to dairy. And when I was younger, dairy did not bother me, but it definitely affects me now, right? So, uh, you know, quite honestly, I get pretty darn gassy <laughs> when I eat my dairy. And what I'm seeing now is that I, because I have done a little bit more of elimination, and I'm when I say elimination, I'm just... I'm really not eating anything with labels right now, and I'm really taking a close look at how I am performing under my favorite fuels. But the Greek yogurt is not working, and I and I can see, I can see that I can smell that. <laughs> and that's <laughs> right. not to say Greek yogurt is not bad. No, it's not bad. No, 
but at this particular moment, right yeah, 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 at this particular moment, and and you know, you'll get done training for your race, you'll have your race, and then maybe you'll go back to having Greek yogurt when you want to have it, whatever. Right. Yeah. And for right now, I just look at okay, if I have a amount of let's say when we talk about calories and power foods, right? If what I'm taking in is all serving that eventual goal more and giving me better recovery, response, repair, then that's what I'm going for, right? But also, I don't want to be, uh, you know, farting at night and <laughs> or in <laughs> the office. The room. This is a small <laughs> office, <laughs> right? So, I mean, there's that too, or just, you know, obviously my body's telling me something. I, I'm not accepting this fuel very well, even though I would consider Greek yogurt to be a great fuel for, and it was for me in the past. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even with you though, you can't take in gluten, right? right not at right, all. Right. Not at all. No, I mean, uh, you know, you remember back, it's a while ago now, but uh, I was training really hard and I was running a lot and I was strength training and I was trained to be a boxer and um, had a lot, all those stresses going on. And I happened to be doing pretty well on my nutrition plan. Um, I was really clean. And then I had one more stressor on top of that. And whatever happened in my body decided, hey, you can't take in gluten anymore. It took me a long time to figure that out. But once I did, and once my body was really able to recover, you know, now I feel great. Now I know, I mean, I know I can't take it in no matter what I do. So, yeah. And I, you know, on that, I will say that I have found that I can tolerate certain glutens better than others. And that's only really through paying attention, taking yep. notes, seeing what I can take in. But if if um, if a gluten comes from a, a certain source versus something, especially from Europe, right? I have a friend who was telling me about that. Yep. They had been getting pasta from Italy. Yep. And they had been having gluten problems for a long time, years and years and years. Was able to eat this pasta from Italy. Yep. And be fine. Yep. I think that friend was me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly, um, I'll tell you, that's exactly what I discovered. And yeah. Aaron's father, he always likes to cook, and he will cook certain certain things for me that he actually gets from Italy, goes to a store where he gets food from Italy, and yep. I can tolerate the pasta from Italy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can to I can tolerate, I think it's called um, zero zero flour or something like that or double zero flour or something like that yeah um it's and he will even bake bread with that flour and i can tolerate that so it it depends on where the gluten's coming from and we could speculate as to why i've heard it's because in part of because american agriculture and what we spray onto our plants and things like that but i i'm not sure you know um if that is what it is for me but i just know what works for me mm -hmm. and i would say to kind of wrap this up is it's really not to me about what work what works for you and what works for me are obviously going to be different but it's to me it's about getting in some documentation and then I don't want to document forever so it's just about getting enough that I know now what I need to be intuitive but then also realizing that when I go to do something more extreme, especially when I'm going to try to do 50 miles as fast as I can in the mountains, I'm doing something that's more to the extreme. So at that point, 
to me, it's worth it to document again because I just want to make sure I'm getting in enough calories and I want to see where I have spikes, highs and lows and why those might have occurred. And oftentimes I can attribute that. Obviously, sleep is important, but nutrition also affects sleep, right? And we haven't really talked too much about the fat burning part, but Obviously, with stimulants, you know, I can get in better performances with some caffeine, but I have to make sure that I'm putting that into my program sparingly enough where I can get through those um, the longer runs where I might experiment with using some caffeine to get through that longer run and see how it affects my system. And it certainly has been proven to, to, to work for improved performance, but I also need to sleep that night. So how often and how long before I go to sleep, am I going to have caffeine, things like that are important to check into. And then I would say just looking at intuitiveness I think that basically when I'm in more of a middle ground, then I can be more intuitive and just keep pushing the repeat button with what I'm doing. But when there's a new stress or there's a new goal, it's worth to check back in and to see, and even potentially a new age, right? Like I'm now into a new decade of my life and I should check into that again and see what's working for me in the case of Greek yogurt that worked for me just fine in my 30s and even early 40s and not so much now, right? So, you know, just food for thought. Oh, that was terrible. Right? (laughs) And I would just say, look, don't remember when it comes to supplements, that's only really to me at best going to give you I'm being generous in saying 10% benefit in performance. And that's if everything else is dialed in. That's right. Yeah. And and too often in a case with my family, I love you guys, but when you are eating the way you are and I'm sitting there watching how my family's eating and then they just see see me as somehow just having some sort of super genetics, even though we, we come from the same pool, right? And then they just say, well, yeah, if I had good knees, I could run as much as you and then I I could just run it all off. That's what you do, right? And it's like, um, actually, somebody else at the table had said, look what he just ate versus what we just ate. It's not, you know, and I said, well, thank you, because honestly, it's not, you can't exercise a bad diet away. And really, it should be that the nutrition and the recovery, your sleeping patterns, all these things are paramount so that you can exercise better but the exercise is only a it does support weight loss for sure but it's got to be on top of all those other things it can't be flipped around and expected to be able to get to your performance goals and get get to even your more aesthetic goals by just constantly exercising and Mm -hmm. thinking that that's going to get all the results you need. I just have to exercise more. That's how people get burnt out. That's how they get hurt and really disappointed in the long-term results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a whole ecosystem, all that stuff. Hey, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. I hope this all helped you out. If you want to go visit us on our website, www.pendolaproject.com. Maybe buy our strength training program for runners Uh, called Relative Run Readiness, and maybe follow us on Instagram, Facebook, what have you. Yeah, man. Last thing I wanted to tell people is Chad and I have been talking to a lot of people 
about the program, what they're experiencing, what their questions are. So, you know, when you look at these programs, you're not alone. We like to help you out and we like to get that feedback from our audience. And so please check it out. And if you do know that we are part of this team, we're there for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.